Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, hey, what up? This is Hit That Line. I am your host, Zach Barry. We are here to talk week five as we are just trying trying our best to get in the black last week oh it was a week to forget um yours truly was just god awful and then no one else did better than one win um so yeah week to forget and then some it was not great sitting at 21 and 28 overall against the spread right now um but the good news is week five is here so we're just gonna make some more picks and uh it, it, it's I don't know. Is this a going to get worse before it gets better thing? Um, it's unclear, but uh, Ben Woodhouse, Nicholas Carr, Austin Gray will join me here momentarily. But like I always do, before we get this thing going, I'm going to remind you of the good folks that bring this show to you. Talking about good neighbor service and surprisingly great rates. Uh, we haven't been good neighbors with our picks, but Davis McCord and State Farm 24 7, 365, always good neighbor service and great insurance rates. He's your one stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call, 901 755 6110 for your surprisingly great rates today. It's been a gamble to tail us this year. Um, outside of a couple weeks, um, you know, probably need to fade us but one thing you do not need to fade or gamble with is uh whether or not it's time for a vasectomy or time to perform in the clutch if you're wanting to learn more about that or you are in search of treatments for men's health look no further than dr michael jennings at clinical urology associates dr jennings an Ole Miss graduate is here to make that difficult time of a vasectomy easier on you they are now offering special in-office sedation for vasectomy patients and minimally invasive surgery including the use of advanced laparoscopic procedures and the da Vinci robot. He, along with his team of medical professionals, look forward to providing excellent health care to the people of the great state of Alabama and beyond as they accept all forms of insurance. So go all in and lay the points with them at one of their five locations in North Alabama and keep your health in the black. Give them a call, 256-492-4040, extension 4. All right, fellas. Ooh, I was 0-3 last week. You three combined went three and six. It was uh it was a doozy. Um I just want the record to to reflect that I am eight, four, and two on the year, and Nick right, is not this this is a team effort, yeah. Ben. Okay, we're not we're not handing out medals yet. Um <laughs> and let's I, also say what, what team? <laughs> no excuses no excuses we'll get i mean in. but but this is by far our worst year since we've been doing this like oh yeah oh, we're yeah. we're generally pretty 
damn good at this or at least above average. This year, understand we're struggling right now. We're taking our lumps, but we'll be fine. It's going to even. Yeah, we got to let For the it most part, right you on. guys are you guys are fine. Like I straight up suck shit. Like I am two and eleven right now. We got cocky last week. I mean, I, I took under in the Iowa Rutgers game, and that was. I was like being on it, like trying, you know, a heat check, and I was only like three or ten from three. Yeah. It wasn't like y'all was, let y'all let me hot. bet North Carolina for some reason again. You let me bet on North Carolina. Were there any like legitimate bad beats last week? I, I, I didn't even look. I don't. I don't think you could call Duke Kansas a bad beat necessarily, but that game was no. always for like seventy five points through like, right. the first I quarter. Got a, I got one for y'all. So, Ole Miss was up. 35, 17 and a half. That's 52 points. I had that under a, under 65 win, yeah. and a half and it hit. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah that yours, was the, yours was the opposite of my Kansas Duke over. The Ole Miss game was the opposite of that. Like Kansas yep. and Duke were on, on pace for like 72 points. And then I don't think anybody scored in the third quarter. Or maybe they put up seven. I would hey, say y'all know, that I'm going to go on and ride that Ole Miss under. Go ahead, Nick. They were at 34 at the half, if I recall, and Texas A&M, Arkansas, and it, or maybe 31 at the half, and over-under was only 48, and I didn't get it. So that was – I mean, it was sort of a bad beat, I guess. Yeah. I think in most football games, especially college football games, there's a quarter where it's like seven to three or three yes. to nothing. No yes. points were scored, and that they, they, kills They you. revert to NFL. Yes. They do, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's usually the third quarter. Yeah, um, the teams like take a break. And this year, look, I know this is a college football pod, but scoring is down in the NFL on average this year by quite yeah. a bit, like several points. Um, I haven't noticed if that's happening in college across the board yet, but I, I would be interested to see if, if college football is tracking in the same way that the NFL is. Why Why is that? Is anyone, like, given a reason for that? I haven't heard a good explanation. I, I don't know. I don't know. But you would I mean, think that it'd be going the other way with how you know the penalties against tackling and playing hard yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the field is definitely tilted toward the offense at this point uh, in the evolution of the game, but the scores are not reflecting it. I mean, even quote unquote high powered offenses now, the, the Chiefs, the Chargers. I mean, they're putting up like twenty four points a week. They're just not. People are not scoring. You think this, the quarterback plays down outside of a handful of teams? Maybe I think so. Feels like it. Yeah, and I know injuries uh, in the position have, have you know have hurt too, but it's weird. It's quarterback plays terrible. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember like two years ago when Justin Fields came out, and now he's like an option quarterback. The NFL he doesn't throw the yeah. ball at all. I think he's got yeah. twenty four passes on the season in three games. He doesn't throw the ball at all, and we've got guys. Like the quarterback in Miami, whose name just escaped me. He's kind of Van something or other. Um, he was like the number five quarterback in the NFL draft uh, projected, and he got benched yeah. last week in the Middle Tennessee. Yeah, there there so, are no quarterbacks. I've so I've said this and real quick, Ben. It really quick, but I've said this a lot over the last couple months. Trevor Lawrence has ruined quarterback like play in general, just because. He was a generational talent that I'm pretty sure never lost in high school and then was all everything at Clemson. And I think now everybody just expects every good quarterback to be at that that caliber to where it's like, okay, like 
why is he not winning like Trevor Lawrence did? Okay, must be a bust. Because, um, I mean, when Justin Fields was in high school, I mean, he was, like, anointed as, like, the next dude. And, you know, nothing happened. I also I don't mean, think – Georgia ran him off. I don't think they give player, you know, quarterbacks enough time to develop anymore. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for a year or two. Right. Think mm-hmm. about that quarterback room, by the way. Aaron yeah. Rodgers and Brett Favre. Good Man, Lord. Talk about yeah, yeah. some great guys in that quarterback. Yeah. Room. So many volleyball stadiums getting built. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, um, speaking of quarterback play, uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Number seven, Kentucky at number 14, Ole Miss. 11. <laughs> For a second, I was like, this is a typo on uh, ESPN, but 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time, right after college game day, ESPN bought Hemingway Stadium. The game is sold out. Um, just like last year, in the, it, it's going to be a great crowd. Ole Miss is, is going to show out for SEC home games. Um, they did it again. They sold it out. Um, I, I'm going to go last here. I, I want to hear what everybody else has to say. I, it, it's not going to affect what I have to say. I've already put my pick in over at omspirit.com, part of on three. But um, Kentucky's getting seven. Uh, the total is 54 and a half, I believe, unless it's moved a little, Nick. You can correct me if I'm wrong. That's uh, um, it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, obviously a great opportunity for both programs looking to break through that that ceiling, getting into tier one in their respective divisions, um, trying to gain some respect. They get a national stage. What do you guys think about this one? I, I've got my thoughts. I, I, I hesitate to say we're on the same page to a certain extent, but what, what do y'all think? You want me to go first? Yeah. Fired up. Since I've got the worst takes, probably no. Um, so Kentucky, Zach, you sent this to me. I'm going to start, start with them first. Kentucky's bad up front on the offensive line. And I'm not so sure that they're very good up front on the defensive line. So, against Miami of Ohio, Kentucky averaged 1.9 yards per carry. Now, this is also the caveat that Chris Rodriguez is not playing – or he has not been playing and he will be available. I mean, I'll, I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to play him on Saturday. So, they've got a fresh running back in the form of their best or second-best player, depending on how much you like uh, Levis. So they mm-hmm. averaged less than two yards per carry against Miami of Ohio. They let uh, 1.8 yards per carry against Florida, 2.9 yards per carry against Youngstown State, and 2.9 yards per carry against Northern Illinois. They cannot run the football. They cannot get push up front at all. And it's not as if their second team running back is that bad. Kavazia Smoke is a good player. He would be the best running back on a lot, a lot of Ole Miss teams that we have had in our that, lifetime, correct? That dude has been in Lexington for like nine years, I feel like. Oh, yeah. one of, all, yeah. All-time all name team, yeah, for sure. Kavase Smoke, what a great running back name. Okay, I'm going to go further. So, um, Ole Miss has the fourth best rushing offense in the country and the sixth fewest sacks allowed in the country. Now, Ole Miss doesn't throw the ball a ton, but it's not as le- little as you think. It's in the mid to – high 20s in almost every single game in pass attempts. So you're talking about the fourth best rushing offense. We're talking about better than like 
Army and Air Force, teams that run the veer and throw it three times a game. So Ole Miss is – everybody has been down on the offensive line from the Tulsa game. I mean, I guess there were some hurries, but Jackson Dart or Ole Miss has allowed two sacks all season in four games. I mean, you can't expect every game – I mean, I would love to, but you can't expect every game to go like Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech. And so where you're getting like eight or nine yards per carry and receivers are running wide open and you're up 35 to nothing like as soon as the game starts. That, that's not realistic. Um, so I think Ole Miss is significantly better up front. And also I think the scoring defense is something like third in the comp. Ole Miss allows 10 or 11 points a game, and that's with giving up 27 to Tulsa, which, yes, it was a sleepwalk of a game. And, and it's not – I mean – I had a bad taste in my mouth when I left. Don't give me the stadium. Don't get me wrong. But um, you have those. Ole Miss won it. I mean, Texas A&M got beat at home by Appalachian State. Notre Dame got beat at home to Marshall. I'm not saying that Ole Miss is – I mean, I think if Ole Miss played A&M in College Station right now, we'd probably be an underdog uh, by Vegas. So, uh, I say all to say I think Ole Miss is better up front. I think Ole Miss is better at running back, whether that's Quinshawn Judkins – I think they're better than Chris. I think Chris Rodriguez is getting a little bit more credit than he should. I, w- I know that Zach Evans is better. And as we talked about before the show, Quinshaw may be better than Zach. I mean, if he's not, he's just a half a step behind. And so, or I say better. I say he's as good as Zach Evans. So you got two really good running backs. Bentley's out. The receivers are good. I mean, depending on how well J- Jackson Dart, everybody's what I've been listening to this week on the radio and podcast and everything, they're like, Jackson Dart may have to win the game for Ole Miss. I'm not going to disagree, but at the same time, the numbers here for me, as bad as Kentucky's been up front and as good as Ole Miss has been up front, I think this is a, this line is right. I mean, open at four and a half and jump to seven. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss won something like 31 to 21, 33 21. Got right there around that line. I think that's a sharp over under, and I really honestly think it's a sharp. Uh, you know, point spread, but I'm actually going to lay them. I, I think that I think Kentucky's getting a little bit too much credit for being a Florida team whose quarterback didn't throw a touchdown pass until week four. So um, they've not been good against anybody else, nobody. So uh, I'm going to lay the points with Ole Miss. It's not the popular pick, and I know this is Ole Miss podcast. Everybody's going to say, well, he's a homer. But that's, that's, that is my expectation. I think Ole Miss is going to control the line of scrimmage completely and – Kentucky, even if they load the box, you're going to get some one-on-one matchups outside. But I think Ole Miss is going to be able to run on any either way. And so give me the Rebels minus seven. Sorry for the long-winded, but that's those are my thoughts. It's hard to disagree with a market move when it's this strong. Like seven mm-hmm. has felt too high for me all week, but it opened at four and steamed up immediately to seven. Market moves – like that are just really it's hard to stand on the train tracks uh and go opposite that so well because you know who is you know who is betting early yeah yeah. these are not 20 dollar bets on Ole Miss driving a number of three points like that's that's not what's happening here you know again Ole Miss is not Alabama Ohio State Notre Dame we don't have a national following that all we all chip in 50 bucks and move a number that's not what happened and the number got pounded out across key number of four all the way up to seven and look there were actually 
late last night, the juice was heavy on Ole Miss at seven, which indicated it may go to seven and a half before Saturday. And if you cross seven and a half, I, I don't care what any of us think. I, I, I just don't know how you could back Kentucky with that move. I know Mark Stoops plays close games. Their style of football is conducive to getting in rock fights. I get all of that. And Rodriguez is back. But as been noted, they have struggled on both lines of scrimmage. Uh, ben laid out the numbers really well, so I won't repeat those. But I will just note here that in their efforts against Miami of Ohio and Northern Illinois, two MAC teams, they faced backup quarterbacks in both of those games as well. Miami starter was out of the game from start to finish. NIU starter got knocked out, I think, at halftime. So Miami, uh, so NIU finished the game with a backup. You're talking MAC backup quarterbacks that kept it relatively competitive and close against Kentucky. And their biggest win is obviously against Florida. But I'll just note in that game as well, they had one pick six for a touchdown. They had another interception, which was on they, – they picked the ball off on their own – I don't know. It was within the red zone on the turnover, right? So I think they kicked a field goal after going three and out. But two really, really crucial turnovers for Florida. Now, look, we can turn the ball over too. I mean, they may do the same thing to us. I, I understand that. It's certainly possible – that we give them the ball if we cough it up, if we play, you know, if we, if we play their style of ball, um, that happens. Their physical defense, Stoops is, you know, his teams are, are blue collar. Again, typically they're pretty good in the trenches, but as Ben rightly noted, they're they're not great this year. I think our effort against Tulsa was not good, but I think and hope that's the worst effort you're going to see out of us this year. Um, I think we can bottle Rodriguez up. I think he's a really good back, but he's not. This is not like he's not like a Heisman quality back. He's he's a he's Kentucky an SEC back. starting running back. Like his, right. uh, he's I mean, even if he's to, is he top half of the league? Like we're gonna play a lot of good running backs. You know what I mean? Yeah, Tank Bigsby's good. What, what's funny about the Rodriguez talk about him coming back? Rodriguez wouldn't play for Ole Miss right now. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he, he's a good back, really good back, but he wouldn't like he's not better than Evans or Juckins. And when Bentley's healthy, you, there's probably an argument to be made there. So, um, my gut just screams Kentucky at seven because of their style of play, because I think they're a competent team and they went on the road and beat Florida. But old quarterback, the mar- oh, yeah, old quarterback and and a quarterback that the NFL appears to think highly of for one reason. I, I don't know, but they Me either. they appear to think, yeah, yeah. yeah. but. I just with when the market is screaming, this team is a touchdown better than the other team. I think it's foolish to ignore the move. So if I've got to bet it, I have to lay the seven with Ole Miss. I think Ben's um, comment about the total, or I, I, I think it's a, it's a stone cold under game. Ole Miss is an under team. We just are. We are. And I know, we are. And I know fifty four is significantly lower than the last two totals we discussed, but I still see this as like a, a twenty eight twenty Ole Miss win. Um, one I, more I, thing for Nick and Zach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I only talked about rushing uh, or uh, run blocking for Kentucky. I got one more because this is what got me on it. And this was – y'all have to understand, this was like an argument – not an argument, but Nick and I were just talking the other night about it because that's all that you know people do now is during college football season is talk about their college football team at 1030 <laughs> at night texting. Um, Kentucky has – gives up on average they've given up 16 sacks this year 16 like Mm. that is so many so many sacks now i don't Mm. know if levis is just 
holding the ball a long time. I mean, for comparison, Ole Miss has given up two. Like, yeah. and yes, we've not played anybody, but Kentucky only gave up three against Florida. So they gave up 13 to Youngstown, Northern Illinois, and whoever, Miami of Ohio. The, I mean, they went on their mm-hmm. MAC tour and gave up 13 sacks in three games. Like, that's a lot. Ole Miss mm-hmm. almost gets almost four sacks a game as, as a no, defense. That's that's a lot. And I think that that will, will play in Ole Miss's hand, of course. My concern is, is is completely on the other side of the ball. Our offensive line, and I get it. You said that we had two sacks. I don't have the numbers offhand about how many hurries um, or, or pressures that we might have given up. But I, I watched that game against against Tulsa last week, and it may not have been you know him actually getting sacked, but he took a few hits back there. Dart did, and he was constantly pressured from 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 our tackles, specifically the right side was getting beaten and quickly and and it was it was all game long and i just think that having two sacks uh allowed against tulsa and central arkansas who is playing you know guys that would play at, at northeast community college essentially it was not a very good fcs team i didn't think troy who was who was good um you know for for the level of competition in georgia tech who is abysmal I just think that 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 number two is so misleading. I think if we had played, I mean, if we played Alabama last week against Tulsa, and I get it, we wouldn't have played the same way. There would have been a dozen sacks. I mean, these guys are going to be so much faster than what we've what we've gone against. And when they're getting beat and, and Dart's having to dump it off real quick or something like that against Tulsa, I can only imagine how bad it's going to be against an SEC team. I just I I could foresee our offense grinding to a halt when we're not able to get plays off. And I just think that, that, you know, having the ability to protect a quarterback is like, it's one thing if you can't catch the ball or if you can't get, you know, you can't get separation and wide receiver, but when you can't get the ball to your wide receivers, which I think is, is a concern that we might have, that is a, that's a big deal. And so, I mean, first of all, I think the under is going to hit comfortably. I would be, if Ole Miss gets 24 points, I'll be very pleased on Saturday. And I don't think that, that – I really think that both both these teams are going to be played in the teams. I don't think our offense is going to do a ton. I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about that because I'm, I'm not uh, enamored, I guess, with our passing attack. And I think we're going to struggle to get passes off. And I think we've got one very healthy running back at that point. And we kind of saw what he did last week whenever he has to be the featured back. That's not a knock on Judkins. It's just the fact that he's a freshman and he's – not supposed to really, you know, tote the rock 30 times a game. And so if, if he's asked to do that, if, if you know, Evans is not completely healthy and you don't have a third string back, that concerns me. I mean, it really goes from a super dynamic offense with two great running backs to, boom, your your main workhorse is a freshman. That's concerning. And I just think that almost if they want to win this game, it's going to be played in that maybe 20 to 13, 17, 13, 2017 type range. All right. So I've got you the number scoring. of – Number of hurries that Ole Miss has allowed this year. If I set the over under at um, 13 and a half, what would you say? Four uh, games. It's going to be, I mean, I'm sure we didn't have any against Central Arkansas. We did. We had three. <sighs> okay, then it's over if that's the number. 13. We had 13. I mean, there's no, okay. there's no, there had, there had to have been seven last week. There I mean, were seven last are, week. 
That's okay. right. You're exactly right. <laughs> so, so you really man, had three in the other two games. I guess that Georgia Tech was just – I mean, Georgia Tech's one of the worst P5 teams I've ever seen. They're awful. One against Troy, I think, or two, then one or two against Central Arkansas. I can't remember. Georgia Tech had two and Tulsa had seven. Um, they seven. did. They had seven, seven against the Tulsa team. It is is the, I would say the most talented team we've played thus far this year. Now, seven. Keep in mind though, Will Levis has been sacked that many times this year. Sure, sure, but but I don't not against Florida. Now, I just think when you're playing the the hurries against Tulsa turn into sacks against against. All Kentucky. right. So another number to give you: Kentucky averages one sack a game. That's good for a hundredth in the country. Bad. And I yeah, do wonder not, here, no no, no inside info, just complete speculation on my part. I do wonder if we consider shuffling the deck with the offensive line. I mean, we've got a guard who has logged a lot, of, a lot of snaps at tackle. It was to, yeah, I mean, Broker, Broker was a good tackle uh, over multiple seasons for us. So right. I just wonder if we kick him out, you know, back at left tackle, maybe rotate somebody else over at right. I think I think it, it, it it's deserving of another look, right? Like let let's see what uh, another yes. five give us. So yeah, right. It, question my question for you for you Ben here is if I tell you we give up seven sacks on Saturday, do we lose the game? Yes. Okay. Yes, we I don't do. Think I we mean, will. I'm not That's that a lot, but like, but... I've, when's the last time we gave up that many sacks? Uh, Kiffin won't throw the ball before we do that. Like well, he'll he'll right. just ab- he'll snap it directly yeah. to Jenkins. Yeah. Is, is it not worrisome? Yeah. Is it not worrisome that we've got a, a our our ace running back has played you know thirteen college games and is hurt for the third time in his thirteenth? Oh and no, I, I agree. I'm hearing freshman exactly, tailback. Yes, I'm hearing everything you're saying, and I do think that everything you're saying is true as far as what we should be concerned with. My argument is more, and I think we're almost agreeing with each other, except for, on the Ole Miss side. My argument is more that Kentucky is a little bit of fool's goal. I, I don't think that this Perhaps, is the weekend yeah. where we get exposed. Like, we may go to Baton Rouge, though, and that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. somebody where it's not supposed to, who we all think isn't good, just, like, abuses one of our offensive linemen. And they say – but I, I don't think Kentucky has that guy. What was that guy they had a couple years ago? What was his name? I can't remember. Anyway, he's in the NFL. Um, the de- defensive end, I think he was number 34, maybe or, or 40. Either way, Josh Allen. At East. Josh Allen, yes. And they I, had I don't, another one too that played at East Mississippi. Uh, East Mississippi, yeah. Pas- I don't think yeah. Pascal, they got that Pascal. Guy. yeah. Pas- Pascal or Pascal, yeah. So, yeah, I it's not Kentucky to me. Now, I could be wrong. I mean, we could go in there and they then be just dancing all around Dart the whole game. That's fine or whatever, but. I think I think we're a couple weeks away uh, from that. I, at least you know for now, we could. This could be a, uh, and then I'll let Zach go. Y'all remember when our team is better than this team that I'm about to talk about from State? But y'all remember when State went eight and zero and then went to Alabama and got beat like forty five to nothing about five or six mm-hmm. years ago. So we could go eight and zero, and our schedule set up for us to finish like nine and three. Mm-hmm. Not to be a wet blanket, but all right, go ahead, Zach. So the way I look at this game is this is just, and I know it's like, you know, people are going to say, oh, yeah, well, 
duh, like games are decided in the trenches. But y'all, all three talked about it. Kentucky's offensive line is bad. And I think Ole Miss, um, I believe they have the number one pass rush, or no, number two pass rush in the SEC in terms of sacks. Um, we we talked about it last week, even though they didn't play like it because it was a snooze fest. But this defense is incredibly talented. They're really deep. They rotate a lot of bodies in, and they get after you. Um, it, it's not just, you know, one guy. It, it's, you know, it's – Cedric Johnson, it's Jared Ivey, it's Tavian Robinson, it's Troy Brown, Kari Coleman, if he's healthy and he plays. I tend to think he's going to, um, but they they attack you from, from multiple angles. They bring safeties, they show different, you know, looks up front. Um, and I don't understand the hype around Levis. I get the 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 frame and the measurables, and that looks good in a, in a uniform, and I guess – NFL executives just ooze and, you know, ooh and ah over that. Um, I'm not saying he's bad, but I just don't believe the, you know, oh, he's the one or two quarterback on the board for the draft. Um, Cause he clearly has issues holding on to the football too long. Um, you know, he's capable of running, but I mean, he's clearly not athletic enough to evade the rush enough because of, you know, getting sacked by Mac teams. Um I just I don't know, man. I even if Zach Evans is limited, I I think Ole Miss has shown the ability, and maybe it's the offensive line run blocks better, um, or you know, and or the running backs that Ole Miss have are elite and can kind of shine no matter what. I think the run game gets going, and that kind of frees up Dart, takes some pressure off. He takes some shots deep. Um, I mean, look. I, I don't mean to be rude, but one of Kentucky's starters is a guy that left Ole Miss because he couldn't get on the field. So you take take from that what you will. Two, two of mean, them, right? Two. Well, yeah, one, one's a linebacker yeah. who's the leading tackler. Yeah. Um, have yeah. fun tackling number four and number six on Saturday. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, look, there's big question marks about the receivers. Yeah, they haven't been gangbusters. They haven't. You know, this isn't, you know, the NWO, how it was with A.J. Brown and, and D.K. And, and Quincy and, and DeMarcus Lodge and, you know, Van Jefferson and all those guys that were all over the place. But I think Mingo has a lot of big playability. Malik Heath, I think, has been really good. I don't think anybody expected him to be this big of, a, of an impact. Um, and – People can say what they want about, well, you know, it's convenient to say that they've held stuff back because, you know, the offense has been, you know, whatever. They have. Lane Kiffin has it has not shown, you know, an eighth of the playbook. I, I think they're going to get creative. They're going to utilize Michael Trigg. I, I, I at least for the sake of the game and for this pick, I hope they do. They haven't really attacked the field, the, the middle of the field much. I mean, he's a matchup nightmare. I think at this point you got to, you know, hey, man, it's time to put up or shut up. So I think they're going to feed him the ball over the middle. I think you're going to see guys like Jordan Watkins, Jalen Robinson, um, getting more touches, getting more creative with how they get them the football. And then on the defensive side, I just I don't know, man. I, this game kind of has a, a 2021 A&M feel to it where I think it's just going to be a very methodical – control the tempo game for the offense where they they run the football they take some shots 
I think Jackson Dart makes some big throws, and then the defense steps up late, either gets a stop or gets a big pick that turns into a short field or a score. I like Ole Miss by 10. I I, I picked it 31-21. You know, maybe it's tight late, and then Ole Miss kind of, you know, knocks the roof off the place and uh, gets a late score to seal it. But, yeah, like Ben said, I, I think this Kentucky team might be a little overinflated. I'm not big on it. I mean, I think I saw a stat that they're, you know, in the last, I think it was either Chris Felica or, um, or, uh, what's his name? Stanford Steve. Uh, they were talking about picks for the week. And one of the, the stats that I saw about Kentucky was just how in the last couple of years, they haven't been great. Um, against the spread. Um, I believe the number was, 0-6 on the road against the spread um, in the last, like, four or five years um, against the against the SEC West, like, not overall, against the West. So I, I think they're a team that struggles on the road. They're much better at, at Kroger Field. Um, so I think, you know, what Austin said with, like, the line moving so quickly and how it stayed there, it stabilized, I think that's a reason, um, or there is a reason, I should say. I, I don't know, man. I just – I think Ole Miss is – you know, they have the question at quarterback where Dart's slowly piecing things together. This is only going to be his seventh career start, so he's still very young. You know, we've beaten that narrative to death, but um, I think Ole Miss is a much better team than they're getting than they're getting credit for because of how well the defense has played and the run game has been so efficient. So, I don't know, man. I, I Just sneaky feeling that I think Ole Miss just kind of handles this. You know, big atmosphere – prime tv spot and right after game day um i think it's going to be a, a fun game and and i like Ole miss here um in this spot just for the sake of the run game and i think that what maurice crumb and chris partridge have done defensively is uh is going to give will levis some fits i'll lock it in the yeah. the number the, no no I'll, I'll lay the points oh there we go is it six and a half or seven uh, you can give me seven. That's fine. I'll take the push if it doesn't. Ooh. But but they um look the reality here. Austin nailed this, and I have the same concerns Nick does, and I think that it's eventually going to come back to bite us. But I think that Kentucky is a little bit. This is there's a little bit of false hope here from them beating a Florida team that really really had a good chance of losing at home to South Florida, USF. For sure. So, mm-hmm. so, I mean, Florida's getting a lot of respect for beating Utah in week one in the heat and all that kind of stuff. And so, just a reminder, just a reminder, because we had action on that game, so I, I'm still bitter about it. Utah had two possessions, first and goal, and came away with zero point. That, that, mm-hmm. Say Florida loses that game by 10 points. All right. What is the perception of Kentucky coming into this game against Ole Miss? There, it's eleven to... versus fourteen. Exactly. Exactly. And look, perception drives markets. As you know, I hope you know that if you're listening to a gambling podcast, I hope we're not telling you anything by saying like this. The numbers are not exactly a true reflection of the difference between teams. They're often perception driven. And I just think if Utah wins the game by hell, just a touchdown against Florida, Kentucky probably goes into the swamp. Maybe a three point dog. They probably come into Oxford eight and a half point dogs. I think that road win over Florida, too much credit. Anthony Richardson is still bad. 
and it's year one for Billy Napier. They play hard. The defense is is pretty salty, but I mean they're not they're not a team that's like ooh beat them on the road. Like no, like that. Come on, like it, and it, and and I meant to mention this. I mean Kentucky has benefited a lot from the big play, you know, with a a bomb to a receiver or a kickoff return for a touchdown or you know y'all mentioned the the interceptions. I mean this hasn't just been a man just strike up the band, march up and down the field offense, and they haven't played anybody. So do they have yeah. a do they have a kickoff return this year? Didn't Barry and Brown run one back? Look, you, you may be right. I'll tell you this: if they're depending on that, they're screwed. We have the best kicker, the best kickoff guy in the game. He is <laughs> elite. He's seven to eight yards deep. Now that may change on Saturday because I think the wind is supposed to be kind of like ten to twelve. And so I guess oh, Mr. Tom, you're talking about Mr. You're be, talking about Mr. Cruz. Yes, he is absolutely elite. I don't know if there is, you know, a, a kickoff uh, All American, but that guy's awesome. <laughs> he is putting seven eight yards deep in the end zone, which is what I would do every time. We need like a we need like a secondary Lou Grozer award for like touchbacks. Yes, I don't. And the people who want to kick it like short and like pin them deep or something, no, I would never risk. I would never risk that. If Kick you, it if into the, the damn stands. Yeah, if the other team starts averages at the 25, that's totally fine because they're never going to bust one. I, I just – he yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, wait. Did we all pick Ole Miss to win? Yeah, I think Ole Miss wins in covers. I just don't think it's – we're not going to blow them out. I mean, I don't think anybody's getting blown yeah. out this game. I think it's I think it's like a 28-17, 28-20 type of game. I think I think for it to be a blowout, it's either a man, Jackson Dart was in his bag, or what in the world was Will Levis doing? Like I feel like it's one of those where like either everything I think just if clicks. there's a blowout, we're on the wrong end of it. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, okay, yeah. I just, again, just because I, of I mean Kentucky's okay. got good receivers. They they're like one of the they've got some of the highest grades in the country. I was reading about that earlier. They've kind of kept the offense afloat. I mean, I'm not saying they're like to, wide receiver you or whatever, but to combat that, I would say Ole Miss is probably their strongest unit is the secondary. So, and I believe we talked about it last week, or maybe I mentioned it on my show with David Brandt, but Ole Miss played zone every single play against Tulsa except for one. So their their coverage, you know, the coverage the coverages that they're going to mix in on Saturday, it's not on film. So I again, I'm how is Will Levis going to handle this atmosphere on the road? Because Kentucky in the last couple of years has been bad on the road. Um, the receivers are good, but they're young. At least Barry and Brown is, is a true freshman. Um, yeah, I mean, just to, you know, for podcast fodder purposes, Ben, I'm going to say um, it could also, you know, is can Ole Miss get after Will Levis and, you know, force him to to make some tough, tough throws, make some bad decisions. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah I, I think Ole Miss wins. And again, I I, th- I just feel like the defense, you know, is going to rise to the occasion, and they've been kind of the unsung hero so far, four games through the season because I think they've been really good. All right, if we don't have any more thoughts on this one, um, 
You know, go straight to locks and then talk about games we like after that. Just like run through the list. I think we thoroughly broke that one down. Um, So let's go ahead. Um, Ben's got one on the board already. Um, If anyone wants to fire away. Yeah, I've got one. Virginia Tech at North Carolina. Probably now (laughs) now that I see it and think about it, North Carolina, I guess, could be experiencing some rain. I don't care. I don't care, rain, sleet, shine, whatever it is. North Carolina's secondary is awful. So bad. Over unders so 54 bad. and a half. I just I'm riding that wave. I think I think the overs are four and oh in their games this year. I, I mean, again, the weather could be factoring it, but if it's just rainy, I don't necessarily think that's like a huge problem. It's if it's super windy, I think is where it com- comes in. I mean, obviously, if it's torrential, that'll be a problem, but I don't know that it will be torrential downpour. And North Carolina's offense, I mean, is, is good, but North Carolina's defense is so bad. I think they walk on the field and their opponents are putting up in the mid-30s. And so that means North Carolina's just got to break 20 at that point. I don't care. Virginia Tech's offense hasn't looked great. Doesn't matter. North Carolina's defense is, is what is the play here over 54 and a half. Gene Chizik picks up his check with a ski mask on every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy is man, and, and then and then you know the head coach out there, Mac Brown had a, had the the gall to talk about. You know, this guy comes in and he's won a, a national title as a head coach. He's won a national title as a as a coordinator, and he really brings you know a certain kind of cachet and bravado to the defense. And I don't know what he's what he's talking about. I I, I know these guys on the on the defense have to be like, what, what are we doing here? There's no way they're as bad as they're playing, but they're they're piss poor. No, their talent level, again, we, we talked about it preseason. North Carolina's, re- like, four-year average recruiting ranking is, like, shockingly high. They have talent on that side of the ball. They're just not being coached. Their secondary is lost. I mean, Notre Dame had a backup quarterback and one weapon on offense, their tight end, and they just abused North Carolina last week. What can you all <laughs> get me as the total in the state game? Uh, 45. Yeah, really? Never that, mind. I don't. I don't. Is have that one. accurate? I was thinking it was forty-eight and a half. Uh, forty-four and a half. Or forty-four and a half. Between forty-four and a half and forty-five and a half. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. That's low. You were trying to get in that fifty, weren't you? I was trying to get forty-eight and a half. If I had forty-eight and a half, I was going to take under, and I still may do it. Look, Will Rogers last year threw for over four hundred yards against A and M, and the final was something like twenty-eight to twenty-two. 20- 2220 20 or something like that. that was yeah, I mean, it was super low. And yeah. That's about as good as Leach's offense is going to do. You know what? Log me in under 45 or whatever it is. It's 45 and a half. And, uh, yeah, log me in under Rivers. 45 and a half. A&M doesn't give up any points. They've given up like 11 points a game. Even in the game they lost to App State, that was a low-scoring game. They didn't give up any to Miami, and they didn't give up any to uh, Arkansas, really. And, and to be honest with you, I think Arkansas is a little bit better than Mississippi State right now. And I've been a big state guy on this show all year. I just think that even if state, if their offense is just humming and Rodgers throws, for, like I said, 400 yards, that's the only way it's going to – I mean, it's really going to be ball control anyway. But MSU's not a quick strike, quick, quick strike offense. Never have been. Or, no, that's why Malik Keith transferred. So no, Yeah, yeah. So – to. In my opinion, I mean, a and probably not going to score more than 21 or 24. If they win 24 to 20, I cover. 
So I'm just going to bank on it not going 27-24. I, I don't think that there's a, a – a, I mean, Max Johnson's not going to set the world on fire, fire in Starville. And, and to be honest with you, State's good on defense too. So I was gonna, this is the best defense A and M will have faced this year. Yes, yeah. So I mean, Oof. this could be seventeen fourteen final. Who's better, Nick? No, 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 no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying like, if that's yeah. the case, then A and M's offense is in trouble because they yeah. were awful against Miami. We saw what Miami did the next week against Middle Tennessee or two weeks later. So yeah. Yeah, right. If it, I mean, this game, you said 17 14. I mean, this, this game could be like seven to four. I mean, it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Arkansas was the better team last week everywhere except on the scoreboard against AM. I mean, yeah. KJ Jefferson yeah. did something stupid by trying to dive from like the 12 yard line for some reason. It cost him 14 points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so, you know, you take that off the board and then the, you know, of course the kicker blows it at the end. But from, from the, the 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 opening kickoff to the end of the game, if you just like like it, Arkansas is a better team, just watch the game. I mean, your your eyes don't lie. They they just didn't they just didn't get it done. But I, I don't. I'm with. I think the under here is. I think that's a layup, and I you know as it goes when it feels so easy. But I just don't think A&M scores. Like they're going to put up 13, and State's not going to get into the 30s. God, right. no. what time's this game? Is it six? Three. What? Three o'clock. That's a yep. and and well, odd start for a pretty good matchup. I mean, I guess it's the CBS. Game. Well, I mean, there's a lot of good yeah. games, and um, we're at eleven. They are at three. Who's at six? There's a lot of two thirty. Two thirty games too. Yeah, two thirties. Hmm. Auburn. I mean, uh, Arkansas, Alabama. That's right. Yeah, Oklahoma State, Baylor. A couple. There's a few. Yeah, good games. some good good games. Yeah. So. I'm I'm picking in the state and the Ole Miss game this week. So keep look at that, keeping it close to home. I think A and M is is going to be fine. DJ Durkin knows how to defend that uh, that offense. He balled them up pretty well last year. So um, and typically, rule of thumb against air raid teams is if you've got a defense with better athletes, you're going to be all right. By the way, just to underscore the point uh, a little bit more, AM lost their best weapon on the outside too for the for the year, right? Aeneas, yeah, Aeneas Smith, yep. yeah, yeah. So he's done for yeah. the season. Yeah, yeah. God, I just everything I look at is just like everything is favorites. Austin, you go. All right, let's go out west. Give me the Washington Huskies. Can I lay three still? Is the three still out there? Yeah, that's right. All right. I think they may actually be legit. I was skeptical coming into the year. They had a new coach and they had the transfer quarterback, Penix, from Indiana, who, you know, had highs and lows for the Hoosiers, but has looked great in Kalen DeBoer's offense. Um, as we mentioned last week, DeBoer just scores wherever he goes. He's at Fresno State. They scored. He was the offensive coordinator, I believe, at Indiana back in the day. They scored when he was there. Now he's the head coach at Washington. They're scoring. I think this is right. Somebody can fact check it. DeBoer is 71% against the spread as a head coach in his career. So Ooh. the number appears appears to matter to Coach DeBoer. And this year, you know, Washington has actually played some teams. I mean, they, you know, Michigan State's not what they were last year, where they're at least a power five team. Washington ran them off the field. 
Same for Stanford. UCLA hasn't played anybody yet. They struggled for a half against Bowling Green. They beat Alabama State. They needed a last-second field goal to beat South Alabama. And then last week they ran it up on Colorado, who may be the worst Power Five team in the country. So I don't think the I don't think we know what the Bruins are yet. I think I've got a pretty good idea about what Washington is. If nothing else, they're going to score points. I'm not so sure that Chip Kelly can keep pace with DTR out there. Three is a short number. I know it's on the road, but there's no home field environment on Friday night in Los Angeles. You hear that, Coach Kevin? There's no home field. Like there will be 30,000 people in the stands. Um, So (laughs) give me Washington. And by the way, on my screen, Washington minus three is plus 100. That's an easy yeah. bet to make. Yeah. It's I saw UCLA was it was a minus one fifteen for for getting the three points. So it's moving towards I guess what two and a half. Yeah, if you can wait till it dips down to two and a half, obviously that's preferable over three. But oh, I don't think it's going to matter huge. really. I think I think the Huskies get double digit win here uh, and cruise. I just again I don't I don't I think we know enough about UCLA at this point to make them a favorite over a team that's actually played Power Five teams with a pulse. I guess my counter to that would be, does Michigan State have a pulse? They've got more their, of a pulse than Alabama State. Well, so. sure. They're, they're <laughs> seven-point dogs this week to Maryland. I mean, I'm afraid Michigan State, and, and I'm kind of laughing at the amount of money they're paying to Mel Tucker. I'm afraid they stink. Like a, like a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah $100 million, whole, and they can't run the ball at all. Yeah, and that that was their identity, obviously, last year. And so, you know, they they're they're not the same thing they were last year. No, not at all. But again, are they better than Colorado? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they better than Colorado well, is, is is awful. Yeah, and I just think we know what we're getting in DeBoer in that offense. Like again, say UCLA gets frisky and gets into the high twenties, low thirties. I still think Washington gets to the mid thirties, high thirties. Here, we're only laying three. I just trust Penix and DeBoer um, in, a, again, a not-so-hostile environment. Quick trip down to L.A. for a, a conference win for the Huskies. All right, I got one. I'm, I'm going with a favorite. I'm just whatever. Um, I'm going to double-check and make sure it, it is, in fact, there. Uh, yes, uh, we are going to – Huntington Bank Stadium in the great state of Minnesota in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm, I am mm-hmm. laying the points with the Gophers. Uh, what do you got? Is it ten and a half? Uh, no, it's up. It's actually up to twelve. But twelve. I mean, I, yeah. it, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. I Purdue. I they made me feel some things earlier in the year with with Chuck Sizzle, but. Man, Minnesota's just good. Um, I get you 11 and a half, by the way, so 11 and a half. But okay, yeah. let's do that. Uh, I mean, this is an offense that scored 38 points, 62 points, 49 points, 34 points. Um, they have no issues whatsoever getting the ball into the end zone. Mo Ibrahim is one of the better running backs in the country. And um, I don't know. I just – the the shine is, is a little bit off Jeff, Jeff Brom. Um, and, and I just think that people kind of forget about PJ Fleck and that he's, you know, aside from being a huge goober, he's, he's a good coach. And, um, I mean, I, I think this Minnesota team is legit. Um, I mean, they could make a legit case 
to uh, run through the Big Ten and, you know, maybe only lose one game. Um, they lead the country in time of possession. Um, they're going to run the football with Ibrahim. And um, it's Tanner Morgan's still there, right? I'm not losing my mind. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, okay. I feel like he's been there forever. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, mostly just – I just think Purdue's bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a game that that they win handily at home. Fleck knows the deal. They uh, <clears throat> they have a special season potentially on their hands. I, I like the Gophers. And we were talking about stadiums before the show started. Um, if Ole Miss needs any ideas, um, Minnesota's got a good stadium. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That is a good stadium. I, I like that pick. I was probably going to be my second pick of the day, so I kind of had to pivot here a little bit. Uh, Minnesota, yeah, legitimately good. I, I listed, I think it was after the Georgia Tech game, I, I sent you guys a few stats about like, oh, this team has had 100% win you know, expectancy, meaning it was a blowout in every game. And it was teams like Ole Miss, or excuse me, it was teams like Georgia and teams like Oklahoma and Ole Miss was in it. That's why I said it. And then Minnesota was in every single like list that you could come out with. I mean, they were they've been that good. They've had a hundred percent win expectancy in every game thus far this year, and that includes you know a conference game, which uh, Ole Miss does not have, Georgia does have, and I believe uh, Oklahoma and Ohio State both have. So I mean, they they're good. That's a you know, it took me to play a couple of years, but yeah, they're they're a good team. All right, um, I'm gonna go with uh, last week. I think someone picked Georgia State to cover a game. Kind of keep it close. Uh, they did not keep it close. I, Georgia State has not been great this year. They've given up 41, 42, 35, and 35 points in their four games this year. They're 0-4. Uh, now, they've played some good teams. They've played Coastal and Charlotte and North Carolina and South Carolina. And Army is not of that level. I get that. But Army is one of those teams when their offense is rolling, if you can't stop it, you really, really can't stop it. And, and Army, I feel like Army wins games – you know, they lose close games or they win games big. And I think they're going to blow Georgia State out. They, you know, hung tight with UTSA, lost in overtime 41-38, played a, a pretty close game with Coastal, and then they, they, they beat Villanova big last week. Not that that's saying much, but I just think this Army team is one of those, you know, when they get rolling, it's over with. The line's seven and a half, so I hate that it's at that number, but I could see this game being like 42-21. I just think Army's fixing the roll. I like yeah, pick. I like that. And you have to wonder at what point Georgia State starts to quit because they had pretty high hopes coming into the year and really played well early. They had some just a lot of close losses. Yeah, dude, yeah. They, they've been kicking the nuts over and over again. I mean, they, they were the better team for most of the game against South Carolina, arguably deserved the win, didn't get it. Same for North Carolina, outplayed North Carolina. A couple turnovers cost them. And then at this point in the year, it's just starting to, to snowball against. They lost against Coastal last week. This is not the team. If you, if your team is on the verge of quitting, you do not want to play Army. Like you have to yeah, want no. to play play Army or Navy or Air Force. It's one of those. I can't remember. Exactly. It was Houston uh, ran up against Army in a bowl game a few years ago and got absolutely steamrolled. If you're not all in to play Army, I mean it. Those, you know, the defensive linemen, they're getting they're getting cut blocked on every single play. Yeah. If you don't really care to play the game, Army's not the team. And and I get it, it's a step down in competition for Georgia State over who they've played thus far. But at some point it kind of takes a toll on you. They've played 
an ACC team, an SEC team, and then a good Coastal Carolina team. And Army last week got Villanova. So I, I just yeah. think that that at some point it kind of wears on New Georgia State playing against, you know, high-quality competition week in, week out. And Army's only played three games. And also, I mean, Army's not really a team that gets tired and these guys are waking up at four in the morning out here, you know, to, to make up their beds and stuff. I, it's it's just a team. You, you got to want to beat Army. And, you know, I don't know about Georgia State. That game you're talking about, Nick, that bowl game against Houston, Army won 70 to 14. <laughs> when they, when we, if you can't stop Army, it, I mean, it, the only thing that's slowing it down is the clock. I mean, there's nothing yeah. to, between you and getting out of there. I think this total was heavily influenced by the hurricane. And I think there may still be some rain in the area, but it, it's not going to be, I think, as severe as previous previously expected i think the wind is going to be manageable i understand these two teams have relatively good defenses but this is too low for a college football total we had, that doesn't include uh, academies service academies he, i'm sorry nc state clemson mm-hmm, 43 mm-hmm. and a half it's over it's over every day of the week that you're telling me we can't get 20 to 24 i mean that's over that's a lower number than state a and m that makes no well, I, sense. I, I saw some guys I that, say that they thought uh, it should be uh, like 55. I was going to say they, they, they thought it should be in the like 54, 55 range if this is played in normal weather. Yeah. But that's that's how big right. a, a drop there is. Yeah, I, I just don't see – again, if it was a literal hurricane that NC State, I think, played in years ago, I guess, was that against Notre Dame where it was yeah. just like torrential downpour and – yeah, that was ridiculous. We're not going to see that. If there's a light rain and, and a breeze, these teams are getting into the 20s. And, again, I know Clemson's got one of the best defenses in the country, and NC State is no slouch themselves. But this is still college football. This is an NFL total when, like, the Browns play the Ravens. This can't be a college total, like, that doesn't involve Army, Navy, Iowa, or Air Force. Yeah, I love that. Good pick. It's concert season. And concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tacova store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. 
Go ahead, have your Ole Miss fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Yeah, I, good Lord. Yeah, looking at the board and seeing all the totals of 68, 65, um, yeah, the one anomaly, 46 for state and and AM, and then you've got 52, 61, 59, 59 and a half, 61 and a half, and then there's a 42 and a half thrown in there. Yeah. So last year, the average Insane. total for college football, I think it was 54, 54 and a half, something like that. So this is a, this is significantly below average. I, you know, I could see a 52, you know, that would make me think, you know, 43 and a half. I, we'll see. But, I just don't get it. I can see 24-20. I can see 27-21. Somebody 26-23. All those get you over. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, all right. I got I got one if y'all, y'all want me to go ahead and fire away. Um, going against um, our dear friend here, Chris Felica, a.k.a. the Bear. I... It, and and he is much better at this than me. I mean, hell, anybody is at this point. The guy's been doing it for so long. I don't know. Now, he wears glasses, I think, all day, every day. I typically only wear glasses at night. Um, So maybe he's seeing something more than I'm seeing. He likes Iowa State over Kansas. Yeah, I got it, too. Dude, yeah. I, I watched – damn near every snap of that Kansas Duke game just because I was fascinated with the idea of these two schools playing and both being undefeated and it was sold out and it was cool to Kansas not only were they fun but I, I think they're actually like kind of good um I don't know man I'm I'm taking what, what how many what are they giving me here Nick three uh yeah it's uh it's three right at three Okay, yeah, give me Kansas plus three. I at you home. know yeah, home dog. Um I know the all the stuff about Matt Campbell and like oh like he's so good in close games and you know when man when he's you know you know minus three and a half or less, like he, he's a shoe in. I, I don't know, man. I, I thought that Kansas team was legit. Um they they were explosive offensively. Um, I mean, it wasn't fluky at all. I mean, I think the the Jalen Daniels kid is fun as hell. Um, he's as good a quarterback that I've seen at a non-football school in a long time. Um, he can do it, you know, you know, dual threat guy. I, I don't know. And then just Iowa State's just what are they at this point? Like Matt Campbell is not the guy that's on the top of everyone's list anymore. Um, Hunter Deckers is their quarterback. uh, Okay, fine. Um, And I'm not even like, I mean, I'm not picking Kansas to win it outright. I mean, I just think it's going to be tight. 
um, they might win it outright. Um, again, like we said last week, you don't just stroll into David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium, on uh, what is it, Mississippi Avenue, Mississippi Street? You, you don't just go That's down right. there. You don't just go down there and get a dub. So I, I like the Jayhawks here. Um, you know, I I don't know. I maybe this is one of those where you know I'm trying to go against the grain and like, well, you know, maybe let's just do the opposite here. Um, because I've been just abysmal at picks, but I I don't know. I I kind of like Kansas's team. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. They were they were a lot of fun, and by God, pay heed all who enter. Zach trying to trying to go against the grain to make a comeback here with that. I gotta, pick. I gotta try something. Yeah, I don't hate it though. I'll go. I don't hate it either. I'll I'll go. Um, it's my third. What can y'all get me for the total in Michigan? Ooh, I saw this uh, earlier. It was forty three. Forty two. Forty two. Okay. Is it forty two right now? Yeah, 42, right. or if you want the other side, 41 and a half. Are you, are you, no, you counting, no, no, are you, I don't want the other side. No, no, no. no. <laughs> are, you counting, are you counting on Michigan scoring 40 points? No, no, no. no. We're going to go under 42. Who, who is betting low. over in this game? Do what? I said, who is betting over in this well, football game? For so, one, Bill, Bill Connolly is. Oh, my God. So what, what, yeah, that's, what, that, his, the SP Plus is wrong here. <laughs> um, Michigan is yeah. 99th in plays per game. They're 105th in seconds per play. Mm. Iowa is 127th in plays per game <laughs> and 111th in seconds per play. There, there's going to be like <laughs> 55 total plays in this game. They, they're not going to run enough plays to score 42 points. Uh, take the under Iowa earlier. Austin was talking about the. Uh, the game in Florida and, or I'm sorry, uh, Clemson and NC state and, um, and saying this is two loads college football. And that, that number was 43 and a half. Okay. Yeah. This number is lower 40, whatever it was. This number is 42. That, I mean, I feel like Michigan and Iowa could play 12 quarters and I get to that, get to 42. As long as Iowa, which they're playing it, I'm pretty sure in Iowa, um, mm-hmm. um, They'll slow the game down to the point to where Iowa wants this game to be ten to seven. Like oh, that yeah. would be, I mean, that's the only way they have a chance. They can't get into a shootout, and frankly, their defense is too good to get into a shootout with uh with uh, Michigan. So, give Iowa me, is a service academy at this point. They are, they are. That worse, really. I I was thinking about taking the over in Air Force Navy before I before mm-hmm. I did this, but um. Um, give me, give me Iowa, uh, or I'm sorry, give me the under in this game, which is basically taking Iowa under 42. I'd probably take it under. I'd play it all the way to like 38 for real, maybe 35. I don't know, but give me under 42, 42 and a half. Mm. I love that bit. All right. Uh, we've, uh, well, I think we've been on this team actually earlier in the season. Uh, I know Arizona was the team I took for over. Uh, totals this year. Uh, in case you guys haven't checked, they're at two. I had to get to three. They're getting to three this week. If y'all have not seen the number, they are 16 point favorites, 16 and a half point favorites, excuse me, at home against Colorado. Colorado is 0 and 4 
uh, this week against the spread by an average of 24 points, and they have not come close. I don't believe they've come within six points of getting to the spread this year. They are absolutely terrible. Um, they have had multiple instances this season where the AD has come out in support of the coach. And when you do that once, it's a death knell. When you do it twice, you're just, I mean, I'm not, you're just delaying the inevitable. He has come out two separate times and said, we fully backed the coach, even though he hasn't coached in college football in 15 years and was like an assistant head coach, QB's coach in the NFL. Last year, he coached one season at Vanderbilt. This is the only time he's been in college football since 2007. They're abysmal. I don't think there's any talent. I don't think the players care to play for the coach. I don't think the coach cares to be there. Um, and, and they also competed against themselves. I, I saw a story last week, apparently, uh, Carl Durrell's daughter maybe plays volleyball at Colorado, and he was building, like, a massive mansion to kind of, you know, stay there and, and see his daughter play volleyball for the next few years, maybe retire there in, in Boulder. And they still gave him Same. this huge contract. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, as one does. But they they basically just competed with themselves to give this guy a bunch of money, and he has no reason to want to do any of this. It's just – it's an awful situation. They don't have any money. Um, Ralphie was uh, playing solitaire in the end zone last week mm-hmm. at, uh, in Boulder. I mean, they're, they're awful. And I don't think yeah. that Arizona is that bad. And, and this is Arizona smelling blood in the water, one of their last kind of quote-unquote guaranteed wins of the season. And I think Arizona could beat them by like 30, like 42 to 14 times. And that's not even close to – I mean, yeah. Colorado's offense is bad, but their defense is worse. They're in quit territory, too. Like you said, I mean, at this point in the season. Oh, they bought a house in quit territory. They're selling quit territory. They they own it all. They're the mayor of quit town. Like, they're awful. I hate hate doing this to my my boys, my my beautiful Boulder boys. No, I know. Money's money, you know. And and not not to, you know, be that guy here, but it wasn't Ralphie. It was Chip playing solitaire. Chip, you're right. Ralphie playing solitaire would be <laughs> yeah. a, a story. That would have been yeah. that for sure. Yeah, there. Yeah, I, I mean, this is kind of one of those things where, like, you know, me and Nick joke a lot because we both we we like Colorado and look. I've I've been to Boulder multiple times. I would love to retire there. I would also love to retire there because in that situation, I would have enough money to retire there because yeah. it is very pricey. Um, and look, I, I don't know. I feel like this is also like, and the AD's name is, is escaping me. I can't remember, but like, I feel like Carl Durrell's and look, being a nice guy doesn't win you games, obviously, but like, I feel like he's like a guy that everybody likes. So it's almost like harder where it's like, man, y'all suck. But like, why can't you just right. be a dick? Like, so it would just right. be easier. Cause like, I feel like everybody likes him. I don't think this is like indicative the, of him as a coach. Like, I think it's just a bad situation. Like, like Todd Grantham. Why, why can't he be Todd Grantham in, in Hawaii? <laughs> they had like parents. Yeah, what an asshole. The mainland yeah. to go in front of the Hawaii legislature to get the to get the guy fired. I mean, that's how bad yeah. things got. Yeah, yeah. So Rick George is the AD at Colorado, and I think he oh, and Paul yeah. Durrell are, are like I think they're I think they're friends. Matter of fact, Rick George's daughter might also play on the volleyball team in Colorado. It's something like that. It's a it's a kind of a I don't guess it's nepotism because they're they're not related but it's it's cronyism that he got hired but yeah Darrell's a pretty likely <laughs> guy he's just not a college coach. Cronyism. 
Nathan there we Kinsman. go. Throwing to shade the tune of about I wish I had a friend that would give me a $12 million job that Ooh. I could be terrible at. Yeah. I mean, you know, that or, you know, you know, a, a friend that might throw you like a, a podcast appearance or something for like something big that's happening before the weekend gets going. But, um, <laughs> all right. I said I was trying to stay away from favorites, but this one like is like jabbing me in the side with like a butter knife. I can't get away from it. Um, and you guys are probably going to say that I'm crazy. What do y'all think about Oklahoma State Baylor? Because. Man, that's something I wouldn't touch. What's yeah, the number? It's, it's tight. Two Isn't and a half. Two? Okay. Two, two and a half, depending on your book. I mean, Oklahoma State's Ugh. got revenge. You know, you got you have to think they are looking for revenge for the title game last year, Big Twelve title game, where Baylor stops them one yard short of winning the Big Twelve, and yeah, maybe having an argument for the playoff. Although they they would have never gotten in, but they may have had an argument. Uh, I don't know. And they return, I think, quite a bit more than Baylor did this year. And Spencer Sanders is back, and. Baylor is back. Okay, okay, State coming off a bye also. Like Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it. Zach's like stressed out because it's been so bad. Yeah, I know. I'm just like trying to pick (laughs) I'm trying to pick winners. Um no, actually scratch that. I'm not yeah, that game I can't touch it. Lay the points with Oklahoma at TCU. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go one step further and be even more of a sicko. I'm gonna lay the points with Wisconsin against Illinois. Oh. Um, what What's is that? that only, line? It's only seven, right? Seven. Yeah. 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 Come on, Braylon Five Allen. Number. Braylon Allen, the the human muscle, is gonna be too much for Illinois. I mean, come on, like this is like a Bart's textbook. <laughs> this is like a textbook. Just muddy game that Wisconsin just runs the football 42 oh, times sure. and Jim yeah. Leonard's defense shuts down Illinois. Um, this I, is I, peak Big Ten. Like, you can only get this game <laughs> on rabbit ears, on rabbit ears, and like an ice hut in like Minnesota. It's at Chase 11. Brown too. for Illinois, had, they played four games. He has 95 carries on the year. Good Lord. <laughs> It's almost 25 carries a game. I mean, put that in perspective, Wisconsin's running back has 73. So he's 20 more carries than Braylon Allen. He's had like 40 Saturday. Yeah, I mean, this is a. I mean, this is. Come on. This is going to be like a 30 to 17 win. Um, I, I think Bert's a good coach, but Braylon Allen's just a monster. Um, and again, I, I just think Leonard's defense will be too much for Tommy DeVito and and, and the boys for Champagne. Um, I don't know. What's the total in this game? Uh, it is forty three and a half. Forty four. Forty four. I would consider taking the under. I, I mean, thought about that. I thought about that too. I feel like this might just be a game where Braylon Allen just goes crazy. Um, if you want to feel like very inadequate or just hashtag we're all built the same and like think the opposite, 
Just go look at Braylon Allen's Instagram. I mean, the dude walks around and just looks like he has shoulder pads on. Like so he's a monster. And he's, from, and he's from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, which is fun to say. Wisconsin has some awesome town names. If you ever get bored, like just look at what the Oshkosh is the name of a town mm-hmm. name. Sheboygan. Yeah. Um, um, so if Wisconsin and Illinois take out ties, they've played 81 times. Do you know what the record is between Wisconsin and Illinois? The series record? Is this a trophy game? Wisconsin won like 60. So, yeah, Wisconsin won times, 55. 44 to 37. Really? Wow. Much, tight, much tighter than I thought. Yeah. This is closer than Ole Miss LSU. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is closer than Ole Miss Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, in basketball, um, they dominate. This is a uh, a wild, wildly close uh, deal. Uh, Wisconsin. Um, got beat by Illinois in 19-24-23. Um, I don't know. I don't hate it. I just – my concern with this for you and Wisconsin will probably blow them out is when you get two running teams together like this and two rushing teams, I should say, like the true Big Ten football, a sev- seven points is a lot because they're not going to score fast typically. I mean, you're going to – it's. Wisconsin is going to have to absolutely maul Illinois mm. to, to comfortably can. cover this. Yeah, and, and, they may be able to. I'm not saying and again, that. and again, the defense they can get a turnover, but also keep in mind you talk about mauling. Say what you want about Ohio State and Big Ten and and all that. Braylon Allen ran for 165 against Ohio State. He averaged 7.2 yards a carry. Illinois doesn't have those dudes. So, um, yeah, I, I'm rolling the dice. And, again, it can't get much worse. But, yeah, I'm going to go with with Mr. Zero. And uh, I don't know. Sometimes when you're watching this game, you might think it's Ole Miss playing because they have red and white on their uniform. And some people think that, like, that's hard to tell. Um, but um, So, I got more for you. To, I'm going to cause more doubt. So, um, Illinois is three and one. They've got one loss. It was to Indiana. It's when they burned me. I think I took them as a lock. Yeah, they, they outgained Indiana game. by almost a hundred yards that game. They ran for two sixteen. They had ten more first downs. This is their only loss. They had eight penalties for eighty one yards. They they held the ball almost twice as long as Indiana. Four turnovers and they lost twenty three to twenty. So Illinois is pretty good. Like I. Uh, and I say all that, and Wisconsin will beat them by three touchdowns. But they're they're not they're not terrible. I like I like that I, I like that idea. I don't like what you said the first part. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I mean know, Illinois, Illinois scores thirty one nothing twenty fourth. They beat Virginia twenty four three. They beat Wyoming thirty eight six. And um, like I think like UT Chattanooga or somebody they played and won like 31 to nothing. So, I mean, they've not really played anybody other than Indiana, and they're bad enough to have lost Indiana, which, you know, is not yeah. – every. I'm on record saying it any good, even though they're three yeah, my, and one. My only, like – you know, you said the under is probably a play. My only reasoning why was because, for what you said, like Wisconsin can blow them out. Like, it's at home. It's, you know – it's in Camp Randall. 
you know, Braylon Allen can go crazy. Tommy DeVito can forget who he's throwing to. He could throw it to the other team a bunch. Like, I don't know. Um, but anyway, we're we're going with the with the Badgers. Uh, we're rolling the dice. So, Austin, you got one more? Yeah, I think so. I'm weighing a couple options here. Um while you talk, go. you know, I like <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this. I like the over in the Air Force Navy game. I think that well, was the pick. Go ahead. Well, that, that's where I'm headed, but I'm not going to touch the total. I think uh, I'm going to lay the 14 with the Air Force. Um, so the last two years combined, Air Force has beaten Navy 63 to 9. Yeah. Um, when they have a chance to run it up on Navy, they run it up on Navy. I mean, this is the commander in chief trophy deal. Um, last year, Air Force would have won, but then they let Army beat them. You have to think. Um, they're going to be hungry to get it uh, this year, and, and Army's not great. So that starts with a win against Navy. Air Force is a monster. They slipped up on the road against Wyoming. But they had like 10 dudes out with like stomach flu or something. So, of course, nobody knew that because nobody covers Air Force going into that game. So, you know, I think I actually had Air Force and lost money on them. But um, everybody's healthy now. All systems go. Navy – eked out a win against East Carolina last week, which is, I think, their first win of the season. Before that, they got just absolutely blown out by Memphis. They lost their opener to Delaware, 14-7. to Air Force can score. They're going to roll up points here, which makes me kind of like the over too, Ben, but it's just hard to bet an over with the service kind of the game. So give me Air Force laying the 14 here. I think they roll maybe. I think it's what, like, let's go 31-10 or something, 35-10. Yeah. That sounds right. I agree. You're really also, counting on for the over to hit. I think you need Navy to get to 10 or 13. You know, yeah, I think the Air total when I saw was 37 and a half, sure. which is very low. I mean, yeah, I think you're going to need Air Force to get into the 30 if you're thinking over. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they will, frankly. I mean, they've scored in the 40s every game this year, but, but the loss to Wyoming. Yeah. I also really like – Nick, do you have one, or I want to take one off the board? No, I'm done. That's my three. Okay. Yeah, I've got three in also. I was just talking about getting all got three What in. else do you like? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, the again, this sort of feels weather-influenced, although it is a big number in its own right. But when you consider who we're talking about here, Wake and Florida State at 64 feels a touch low. Wake scores on everybody, and everybody yeah. scores on Wake. And they can't stop the run. That's what Florida State's going to do. Jordan Travis is healthy for Florida State. I think this is a tennis match. I kind of was – I mean, I contemplated taking FSU in the points, laying the points. I really think that – I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But, I mean, that's a tough loss last week for Wake. And, again, they probably should have won. And they're yeah. on the road. Of course, I don't know what the – like if, if there's any effects, I guess, from the hurricane in terms of, like, players from Florida playing for Florida State. I, probably not. But I, I kind of think Florida State's like sort of good. I mean, they whipped BC last week, so I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not a thing, but that was probably if I had to do a fourth pick, that's probably my fourth one. What's the uh, Georgia number at Mizzou too? By the way, if that's under twenty eight, it's twenty nine and a half. Okay. I mean, you can get it All at right. twenty eight and a half, but I haven't seen anything less. 
Yeah. Look, I'd probably still lay 29 with Georgia. I think they're going to make a statement after the Kent State showing last week where they, they didn't, they looked, they looked lethargic, like they were playing a MAC team, which is to be expected. But I think this is like a, a complete get right. Um, I think this the is such a crap total, number. Oh, it's a shit number at 29 for sure. The Mizzou team total was 13 and a half earlier today. There's no way Mizzou was scoring oh. 13 and a half points. Like, there's no, it's not no. happening. It's not going to happen. I'll, I'll, just, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. On Kansas. Uh-uh. <laughs> Talking about that game, I, I not even like making a joke or being facetious. I just really hope that I can't remember his first name, the running back, Pete. Golly, man. Just feel for that guy. I mean, just what an absolute bummer. I mean, I watched that live when he fumbled that ball. I mean, just oh yeah, it was it sucked. Going in for the win. Yeah. I mean, oh just Awful. I mean, I don't know how you come back from that, but yeah, Georgia's gonna. And, and apparently, Mizzou's what five star receivers in the portal now. Is that right? They heard somebody. Or I saw earlier today. Somebody said he stubbed his toe getting into the portal. Um, yeah. So, um, like, yeah. I think Georgia just goes ham here, and it's like forty five to six. Yeah, but, as know, I the the new term that I've been using, um, they're gonna put them in a sleeping bag and beat them with a rake. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be ugly. So another game. Uh, go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say another game I looked at was the the under in the Alabama uh, Arkansas game. I think it's 61, 61 or sixty one and a half. I love I love that. I looked at that. Yeah, yeah. I just I mean Bama's defense is kind of good this year. I mean a lot. You know Pete Golding kind of got a lot of flack the last couple of years because they haven't been as good. I mean, Arkansas's defense is really bad. I guess maybe that scares you, but Arkansas may know. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. They, they may know that, so like they may be slowing things down a little bit to to play a little bit low score in a game. I, Bama, I think the line was sixteen. I, I wouldn't. T- I would stay far away from that because, I mean, Bama's mm. probably probably unlikely to beat someone by thirty on the road, but. I just think that that number is going under 61. But y'all know – I agree there. Y'all know how Saban gets on those 230 games, though. Oh, he loves them. Yeah. Of course, I mean, I, I thought he loved – you know, I thought he was going to beat Texas pretty bad, and that was the same spread. Yeah. 16 and a half there. So, yeah. over the last two over the last two years, Bama has not covered these big numbers on the road. The only time they did was against State. I think two years ago they went like 49 to 9 or something. Oh. But – Against A and M last year, they obviously lose straight up as like a twenty-one point favorite. I think uh, same year, what or two years before that, maybe one year before that at Arkansas again, they didn't cover the big number on the road. Um, yeah. So Saban last last three out of four, I think the number over two touchdowns on the road, they have, they only covered that one time. Um, here's another one I'm interested to hear y'all's thoughts on. The Peoples, Beavers of Corvallis. Oh, I like this one. Traveling to Salt Lake City. I, so, Do they get off the mat? Do they get yeah, off the mat? I mean, oh, I watched that game and I was live betting it. And, oh, if, oh, my God. If, if Oregon State just had someone – not named Chance Nolan at quarterback, they win that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just could not stop throwing it 
to the guys in black cleats with white laces. Um, yeah. And USC now is plus 14 in turnover margin on the year. They have not turned more offensively. They don't, they don't have a turnover. They've gotten 14 and they for are, four games. This is insane. And look, they – I'm going to say it really quiet. They are not that good. No, they're not. They're, they're not. not that good. They're not. I keep saying like, and they keep winning. Like, like Caleb Williams will do some things where you're like, whoa. But then, dude, he was missing wide open, like shallow crosses. And yeah. was uh, he was just not good. Um I mean, I don't think Jordan Addison got the football until like the third quarter. Yeah. Um, but I, our boy, the Bears. Like, I, I, I like Oregon State. I do. I like their coach. I love Jonathan like, Smith. I'm just, after that type of loss, you get yeah. up to go to altitude to play a Utah yep. team who is trying to fine tune some things as they enter into conference play. I don't know. I, this one could get squirrely. Yeah, and now I will say the only thing that gives me pause here is Oregon State's defense is legit. Mm. They flat out get after you on the outside. Their corners, I, um, oh, what's uh crap? Um, Jaden Grant, uh, Rashawn Wright, um, they are NFL. Like they will play on Sundays. I mean, they were straight up putting Jordan Addison, um, Taj Washington, Mario Williams. Like, like the Trojans have talent out wide, and they put them in a sleeper hole for most of the game. Yeah. They are legit. I like the Utes here, though, just because, like you said, can Oregon State get off the mat after that tough loss? I mean, that was an emotional game. I mean, the crowd. We we, we were talking mm-hmm. about it during the game, like. Oregon State does it right. They put the students right there on the sideline, right up on you. It was a fun mm-hmm. atmosphere. They ended up losing. I, just a kind of a letdown spot after that one. I like the Utes, um, and I've always I, I've always liked them. They the stupid loss against Florida just screwed us. We lost money on it. Um, they've really kind of righted the ship after that. They. <laughs> Yeah. They scored 73 on Southern Utah, then they whipped San Diego State and then whipped Arizona State. I feel like they're on pace to to win their, you know, they're trying to get to the Pac-12 title game and make a run at the playoff. Yeah, and I think they're better than USC. So I, I know Oregon State came up just short against USC, but going on the road to face a team who I think is better in their place at altitude after that loss. It's just one where you can imagine late in the yeah. fourth quarter, they give up a long touchdown or something and you lose the cover. You know, you, they end up losing 38-20 or something late. Yeah, because Felica likes laying the points here. Yeah. Um, Another one for y'all. Close to home here. The UTSA Roadrunners traveling to Murfreesboro. The uh, – the Hurricane Wranglers, if you will. Uh, the Blue Raiders, I mean, just whipping Miami. That wasn't that Crazy. wasn't a that wasn't a game where they kick a field goal to win it and shock the world. Like, no, they just flat out whipped them. They um, averaged they they doubled up Miami on yards per play. They averaged eight yards per play to Miami's four <laughs> yards per play. They had I mean, four passing plays over sixty yards. 
Dude, the thrashing. What was it? The quarterback threw for 408. Yeah, on yeah. 16, not 16 completions, on 16 attempts. Attempts. <laughs> what is the line on this game? Uh, so is, four I believe, UTSA minus four and a half. I almost locked this one in. I For who, though? On which side? For Middle Tennessee, man. Like I see, I think I think this is a buzzsaw game. I think UTSA yeah, is gonna down. go in there Five, and yeah. show back that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe this one's a little too close to home for me, but I I don't know, man. You you don't Johnny Red Floyd Stadium, man. They they get after it. Okay, so <laughs> what 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 would the line have been had Miami won thirty one to fourteen? Minus I mean, like twelve like twelve and a half. Yeah. Yeah, 10 or 11. <laughs> exactly. So what changed? I mean, I know one game and it's huge. I mean, they beat the shit out of Miami. They were awesome. But like this is also the same MTSU that, you know, struggled against James Madison, right? Open the season and then Colorado State is trash. So I don't know. I do I, I do think it'll be close. SP plus predicts it to be a three point win by uh UTSA. Mm-hmm. Okay. So middle and covers. And it's Friday evening, so short week for for both teams. And it's yeah. you know for UTSA to travel. I mean, San Antonio all the way to Murfreesboro. Um, yeah, that's a hike. So I'll, I'll I'll give you all the best bets on the board right quick from uh, okay. SP Please Plus, do. and we can then we can log off. Arizona State to cover at USC is the best bet on the board uh, for SP Plus. Yep. Oh, oh okay. uh, USC is laying twenty six. Um, Arizona, the uh, the computer predicts a fourteen point win for USC. So the twelve point differential that's the most on the board. The second is um, Georgia Tech Pittsburgh over. Yep. Lot, well, oh, I thought you were going to say taking the points. Look, if you so last week I called the dart throw James Madison at App State. I know the line was much smaller. That was only a seven point line. You want the lotto ticket this week? It's Georgia Tech outright against Pitt outright. They mm-hmm. they did not qu- look after we beat the hell out of them. They didn't quit. They went to UCF the next week, outgained UCF significantly, outgained UCF four fifty two to three thirty three. They had a couple turnovers, but that that sealed the deal. Um, I think they threw a pick when they were driving to, to score against UCF. Their coach got fired. Right, their interim coach is a Matt Luke guy. He played at Georgia Tech. He's like a Georgia Tech dude. I think he's going to have them ready. Pitt doesn't beat anybody by 22 or 23. I think they got a shot outright this week. It, at Pitt, by the way. At Pitt. At Pitt. Narduzzi just um, doesn't beat people by this margin. Not not power five teams. So, 22, 23 points is obviously the safer bet. But what, what's the money line? Can anybody find it real quick? Oh, God. That'd be 800 probably. Let's see. I mean, over over three touchdowns, I probably couldn't even get it. You know, I'm saying this, and Pitt may win fifty to nothing, but that's just not their style. Like that's not what Narduzzi does. The people, the way no, they it's play not. is not conducive to ass for things like that. They just don't do that. Um, I got plus eleven fifty. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, wow, that'd be a great man Christmas bonus. Ten bucks. Um, yeah, put ten um, bucks on it. Another one. All right, so another really good line. Probably the third best bet on the on the table is um, Cal at Washington State, uh, the under in that. The total is 53. 
and the projected finish is 23 to 19. So 42. So it's almost 11 points under the, uh, the total. Um, I know none of those are interesting to anybody that's listening to this. So I'll finish with this one and I almost picked this one. So UCF and SMU, it's another under, um, under 65. So it's, they're playing in Orlando. They just had, you know, Hurricane Ian come through. I don't think it's going to be raining or anything like that, but that's a lot to go through, you know, three days before a game yeah, as far as preparation goes. I mean, you got to think it's, you don't just continue practicing. Like they know, and these kids have families that are in Florida, you know, friends, girlfriends, cousins, whatever. I mean, it's a, exactly. You don't know where your team's head's going to be at. You, SMU and UCF, their games, six of their eight game total combined games this year have gone under. I don't think this one's any different. I mean, I think it got 65 is a big number for them. UCF still has John Rice Plumley playing quarterback. Yeah, he threw for like 400 yards against Florida Atlantic, but um, he's they're not going to be able to throw the ball around the field. They're still going to be a running team. Um, I, I you think know, it, you know how many they threw for against Georgia Tech? How many? 49. 49. Good gracious. Yeah. Not great. Uh, This is, it's under, under. I agree. I like that lottery pick, though. I might have to go on and take that. I'm just telling you, man, take a look bad. I get it. Like we saw it. I get it. But they haven't quit. And if you haven't quit, 22, 23 points against a team like Pitt, come on. They, they look bad, yes. But sometimes, Sometimes you beat somebody worse than you really should, and Ole Miss scores very quickly, then blocks a punt and scores immediately after. And yeah. suddenly you're down 14 to nothing at home. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can read yourself wilding on this Georgia Tech stuff. They're I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm booking Y'all my – on that ayahuasca. What's up? <laughs> Y'all are on that ayahuasca, y'all and Aaron Rodgers. Georgia Tech's offense is awful. And their quarterback, poor guy, is it's a wonder he's still upright. Yeah, he got it's killed against us. Four put four fifty-two on UCF last week. I mean, it it's not great. It's not a great offense, but four fifty-two is a number. That's better than what Louisville did. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Malik. All right, Zach. Fent close this out. Um, any other random plays we got? Just lightning round if we got anything else. Um, no, like I said, I like the over in Air Force Navy 30, 37 and a half is just like picking oh. under that's like against my religion. I know Nick did it <laughs> last week in, in, in Iowa, but that'd be the only team I could do it. Air Force is really good. I also like the under in Ole Miss again. I didn't pick it. Yeah, but- I did too. Same. I mean, if we want to get cute, I like the under and Ole Miss. I like Mississippi State minus three. Um, Troy, like, Troy Moneyline. Well, who are they playing? Western Kentucky. Oh, wow. Interesting. They're getting five points. That makes no sense. That I don't understand that at all. Like, Troy should have beaten App State. They – they look – they acquitted themselves well against us. Uh, they did. They, they look very good. Yeah. He's got a salty defense. Western Kentucky has played nobody. Nobody. They played Austin P, Hawaii, and lost to Indiana. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, they should have won that game. They did lose. Correct. Yeah, who were they to be laying five to a competitive, like Troy team, Sun Belt competitor, probably right contender. Um, I I'd got, probably lay sixteen and a half for Oregon at at Stanford. Um, no, I'm sorry, it's at home against Stanford. <sighs> then that's really all I see. You know, Duke's favorite against Virginia. They've already busted the total, so I lost that. Did not they, see that coming. Like Duke is is not bad. I mean, not, they're not bad, good, but they're not, not terrible. I thought they were going to be like one of the worst teams in the Power Five, and they're not. No, no, they're not. One of the worst teams in the Power Five is Georgia Tech. So that's another right. win for Duke coming up. Um, After Georgia Tech wins outright this weekend. Yeah. ACC football after dark. Um, Last one here because everybody seems to be on the other side of it. Uh, Oklahoma at TCU. Um, what do we think about this one? I it, it makes all the Even sense in the world. They're going to disagree, but go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, it, you want to hammer Oklahoma, but I mean. TCU at home. This one, I feel like I don't. I don't have the series, you know, win loss in front of me. But I feel like this one's always kind of weird. Um, I don't know. Rotate Horn, quarterbacks if I'm Horn if Frogs. I remember correctly, and one of them is banged up. I, I would Oklahoma. Yes, they got beat by Kansas State at home last week, but but don't take that as to. Um, they're gonna lose or not cover at TCU. They, I'm taking. I would. I would lay the points with Oklahoma. What is that? Were they playing like six and a half? Six and a half. Yeah, that was would, my thought. But then I just keep thinking about that game last week where they just could not. The defense couldn't get off the field against. I feel like you're you're definitely getting. You're definitely getting a discount because of the Kansas State performance. Certainly, yeah. I mean, yeah. if we're giving TCU three for home field, we're saying these two teams. We're saying Oklahoma's minus three on neutral. Uh, that feels that feels a little light, right? Could be a trap. Yeah. Could be I, a trap. And I don't, I don't know this, but I, I'm certain that TCU is not known for its, you know, home field advantages. And <laughs> and uh, um, Oklahoma will bring twenty thousand fans or whatever. I mean, they'll have a ton of fans there. Yeah. That's a huge number. Yeah. I mean, if, if you made me, like, if you forced me to open up DraftKings and do this one, I would lay the points. But yeah, gun to my head to lay the points. I just think you're getting value because of last week. That's right. <laughs> I, yeah. I like, I like taking those teams too because it's like never as bad as it really seems. Exactly. It's, just, it's similar to, you know, like Ole Miss coming off of Tulsa. The problem is, is Kentucky's also coming off of Northern mm -hmm. Illinois, mm -hmm. right? So it's like both teams kind of laid an egg, but mm -hmm. they both won. I mean, Georgia beat Kent State. Would it be weird? I mean, I anyway, Georgia and Kent State. That's was a seventeen point game, but it was seventeen to thirteen in like the third quarter. Yeah, yeah, and as a result, and I want Georgia to say the Kent opened. State had more rushing yards than Georgia. Yeah, they may have. And Georgia opened less than 28 at Mizzou. I mean, it was like 27 at open, 27 and a half. I know it's steamed up now, but um, I, I just I just think they go nuts on Mizzou. Does the, 
Does the player from Germantown get to play at Georgia? Germantown, Mississippi. Oh, Branson Robinson. Yep. Yeah. Let's 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 three carries for ten yards against Kent State. All right. They wouldn't get to play here either. No offense he, to him. Uh, works. That's right. Yeah. Looks like uh, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. Yeah. I said that I said that when he was coming out of high school. Like his, this isn't like a. Well, he didn't pick Ole Miss, so I'm gonna dog on him. Like his high school numbers weren't great for a guy that looks like a million dollars. Um, and and I don't buy the like. Well, he played on a bad, you know, German. No, like dudes look like that run for 2,800 yards in high school. On any team. Yeah, so um dude LP Spence played at Corinth. He played at played linebacker for almost like 20 years ago, but he was like 26 <laughs> got there. He played at Corinth like the early to mid-90s and on teams at Corinth that won like one or two football games all season. And he would run for 350 and 400 yards on like undefeated teams. SEC football players are built like the elite yeah. ones. Are built different. That they would, they could score on anybody. That you, they may lose the game, but they're getting theirs. Like you're, yeah. DeAndre Brown wasn't getting shut down in high school. No. Shout out to Greyhounds. Um, also, shout out one of the worst injuries I've ever seen in a game. Um, Probably the last. Uh, well, I, I say that oh. the Travis Hunter goes to Jackson State, but I was thinking the last five star. To not oh. go to like one of the power five schools. I thought you were gonna say one of the worst injuries. Um oh god, it was well that's goes without saying. <laughs> um going back to that TCU Oklahoma, I think the under might be in play here because I, I could I could see like a what 34 it, 69? 30, Where are 68 we? and a half, I think. 68 and a half. Yeah, 34-20. Like Levy Levy's the offensive coordinator, like he's gonna run the football. And they've got a good back in Eric Gray. I know Dylan Gabriel's been spinning it, but yeah, this could be like a, you know, let, let, let's dial the tempo back a bit and play a little keep away and just try to win one on the road. But, um, but yeah, it's it's not even midnight yet. Do y'all want to dive into some more South Panola stuff or are we good? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, that's <laughs> All right. funny. All right, that's going to do it for week five again. We're, we're – we're, like like Oregon State and Jonathan Smith, we're we're trying to get off the mat here. At least I am. Um, the the fellows are still doing all right. I'm just dragging them down. So we got our locks in. Um, be sure to uh, remember those on Saturday when you're uh, drinking your coffee, uh, maybe watching a little Premier League before game day, and you're wanting to get your picks in. Um, but again, thanks to the fellows for joining. Thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in, and of course, thanks to the sponsors. Davis McCord, State Farm, and Clinical Urology Associates for sponsoring the show and bringing it to you. We'll be back. Uh, I guess it is an SEC game. Uh, I, I think the uh, the shoot from the hip loose plan is to do a recap show on Sunday. Um, hopefully, everybody's schedules will allow it. I think we can uh, we can do that at some point. Hey Zach, before we leave, I got one more thing. Did y'all see? Okay. That new, and I'm sure nobody's listening anymore, but we're going to talk about it anyway, just for a second. Did y'all see that new section that the Grizzlies opened up in the in the FedEx Forum? It's a uh, it's a standing room only, um, but it's like a, they call it the Big River Terrace, 
and you come in Ooh. and it's almost like you're in a sports bar. Like it's you, you watch a game in like a social setting with the game like going on there book? too, but you're standing there. And it, um, I don't know if there's a book there, but point being is, is that would, it, that would be a great idea if they, mm-hmm. if Ole Miss ever wanted to like redo the North end zone is He's to have some, you know, yeah. Big river I mean, steel edge at FedEx forum. And it's like, they have like bar tables and, you know, that kind of deal. But you go in, I guess it'd be like standing in the Grove, for example, at, at yeah. a football game. But it the says... field is right behind you. Similar it's... to everybody talks about, well, students don't leave right field. It's like, yeah, but they've got coolers and beer and like they, it's, they're not watching the game. I mean, they're so far from the home plate anyway. You know, just do the same thing in the, I mean, don't have like a berm, but, you know, have a stadium, but have also the terrace. I think you keep people in the stadium a lot easier that way. It'd be Sounds a good time. Like Ross Bjork's party decks. <laughs> yeah. Except well executed. So except this says um, the spot is designed for fans to have a dynamic area of the arena to have fun, not confined to a seat. It features 34 TVs in a revitalized bar and grill area with an updated menu. The standing room area overlooks the court from the west end of the area bowl and the grand lobby of FedEx Forum. Um, and then fans will also have access to an outdoor space overlooking the city skyline. So if you're looking to go out there and burn some reels, um, you can get a nice view. Um, yeah, I mean, we we talked about it. You know, tear down that gaudy bleacher that they put in just to bowl the stadium in. And just put in like a really nice, you know. I mean, I I made it fancy and called it a beer garden, but yeah, just just build a little mini sports bar, and you can just mm-hmm. yeah, unlimited standing room only. People can go Doing over there, and, yeah, just just hang out. Then you can put some suites above it, you know, to to have some people that can, and they want to you know have some actual seats, but anyone else can just hang out and you know it's I, I, I said it, it was like just just make if they could just copy and paste the patio from the library and just put it in the North end zone, it would be great. If you had the bingo square for uh, somehow bringing in the Grizzlies into week five of college football, there you go. Um, But yeah, that's going to do it. We'll be back uh, next week with more picks. And then, like I said, we'll do a recap show after the game, Ole Miss, Kentucky, 11 a.m. Central time kick on ESPN. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody but myself will be there in attendance to uh, take that one in. So we'll have some uh, some on-the-ground reactions uh, on Sunday. But until then, we out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.